This is the What Now Podcast. New young women's theme has been adjusted from I'm a daughter of a heavenly father to I'm a daughter of heavenly parents. As I get older, I think more about how much women do. It makes me a lot more humble about my own place and position in the grand scheme of things. It makes me more appreciative of my wife and my mother, you know, my five sisters that I grew up with, uh, you know, all of the, the amazing women around me. And it also makes me just think about God. Who is God? And what does it mean for me to be a son of God? And I think that increasingly believe that Heavenly Mother is central to that. As I relate to God, I'm relating to both a father and a mother. This is the What Now podcast, where we discuss cultural topics related to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in a respectful and honest way, in an effort to uplift and inspire. I am Mary Alice Hatch, your host. Join me as I speak with Kirk Richards, a renowned, award-winning LDS Judeo-Christian contemporary artist who talks about his powerful artwork depicting Heavenly Mother and the importance of her presence in our church culture. We explore the motivation behind Kirk's work and the powerful messages he shares through his detailed images, drawing us closer to our Heavenly Mother and the important role she plays in all of our lives. Today we are here with Kirk Richards, who's an award-winning artist whose focus is on Judeo-Christian contemporary art. His work has been featured at the BYU Museum of Art exhibit, Beholding Salvation, the Life of Christ in Word and Image, on the cover of Jeffrey R. Holland's book, Broken Things to Mend, in the Ensign and Liahona Church magazines, national TV shows such as the PBS Frontline Special on the Church, and commissioned work for many religious art enthusiasts around the world. And we are so happy to have you with us today. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. We're glad to have you. And today we have a really special topic, and we're going to be talking about Heavenly Mother. So you have a large variety of religious art that you've created, and today I'd like to talk with you about your paintings depicting Heavenly Mother, which is a topic we rarely discuss in the church culture. So I'd like to, that's really going to be our main focus today. So when did you start creating art about Heavenly Mother? What inspired you to do that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I've been, as I reflect back on all the paintings I've made, I think there was that impulse pretty early on. So many of my first paintings were not specifically of Heavenly Mother, but mother and child paintings. So they were tending toward the divine feminine. A lot of them were paintings of Mary and Jesus or generically mother and child paintings. And then I've done quite a few along the themes of goddess goddesses and various qualities of a goddess. And then one of my paintings that's probably one of my best known paintings that depicts the divine feminine is called The Breath of Life from the Dust. And I believe I did that painting in around 2008 or nine. So it's probably been about 11 or 12 years since I've explicitly tried to depict a heavenly mother. What inspired you to do that? What prompted you to say, hey, I think I'm going to start focusing on the divine feminine? I don't think I'm maybe I'm unique in that. I think there's a lot of interest in the divine feminine, even in popular culture, like the Dan Brown books. I'm trying to th- even think of what the, the titles are, but 
you know, those kind of thrillers about art and art history. And I think that art throughout history has been definitely, it's been a favorite theme of artists through the ages. Me specifically, you know, I think about in my own culture and background as a Latter-day Saint in the hymn, Oh My Father, which is one of our favorite hymns. There are two verses that talk about Heavenly Mother. They talk about the fact that, you know, the existence of our Father in heaven is complemented by the existence of a mother in heaven. And so I've wanted to explore that idea a little bit more. We don't see a lot of depictions in our culture, at least we haven't historically, of a Heavenly Mother. And, you know, when we think about depictions of God... A lot of times it, it's kind of this bearded Zeus-like, you know, manly old old man, but muscular. But, you know, when we read the account in Genesis of the creation, it talks about Elohim, which is a plural word. So, And also in the restored descriptions of the creation, there are the word gods is mentioned. And so... I thought, you know, what a beautiful idea, what a beautiful way to think about our heavenly parents, and why don't we, you know, why don't we have any imagery that kind of explores that? So that's one of the main drivers behind my interest in creating images that depict divinity both as male and female. It's interesting because we hear the word Elohim all the time, Elohim, but we don't ever I didn't know that was even plural, referencing probably a Heavenly Father and a Heavenly Mother. That's a good distinction to make. Yeah, well, I hope I'm not misguided in saying that and thinking that. That's my understanding of it. And of course, my understanding and is... And mine as well. In the research I've done, it is a plural word depicting God's plural. And if we believe in a Heavenly Father and the way we are meant to orchestrate here on earth as a heavenly and like an earthly mother and father and child, it would make sense we would have a heavenly mother, right? Not just a heavenly father. I'd like to read off this beautiful verse, verse three and verse four, that talk about this idea and concept of a heavenly mother, because I have sung this song so many times that I've never really even thought about it. And so it says, I had learned to call thee father through thy spirit from on high, but until the key of knowledge was restored, I knew not why. In the heavens are parents single? No, the thought makes reason stare, with an explanation point at the end of that. Truth is reason, truth eternal, tells me I've a mother there. That is a distinct statement by Eliza R. Snow saying, no, there's got to be a mother figure. And then she goes on in verse four, when I leave this frail existence, when I lay this mortal by, father, mother, may I meet you in your royal courts on high? Then at length, when I've completed all you sent me forth to do, with your mutual approbation, let me come and dwell with you. What a beautiful visual scene. And as a painter, do you listen to that and think, okay, I want to create something like that. I want to create a visual representation of that. Yeah, definitely those words bring a certain feeling, right? And feelings surrounding the concept. And and those are the same kinds of feelings that I want to elicit in a a work of art, especially a work about divinity. And it's interesting because recently your art has been featured in two children's books about Heavenly Mother, The Boy's Guide to Heavenly Mother and The Girl's Guide to Heavenly Mother. 
So how did you decide on the different art for those two books, which target two different genders? And why did you select Mother Creator for the Girl's Guide? Well, the author, MacArthur, actually had a list of topics. So she kind of chose, you know, she had certain things she wanted to say in each of the books, certain things she wanted to get across. And I'm trying to remember my own thought process when she presented the options. I think for the Girl's Guide, one of the options was to depict the mother, the Heavenly Mother, as a creator. And I had actually already done a few things along those lines in the past. And so it's a topic that I'm interested in, an idea that I'm interested in. You know, we when we think about God creating in art, we think maybe about the Sistine Chapel. And we see, again, an almost Zeus-like character representing God, extending his hand out to touch, almost touch the finger of Adam. And it's very, you know, male-centric. And I think about all of the women in my life and what powerful forces they are for creation, for creativity, for making great things happen, for organizing, for even recreating the world into something better. And so that's one of the reasons I think I chose Mother Creator as the theme that I wanted to depict in this book. The painting that I painted shows a mother figure with her hands outstretched and between her hands is a universe of sorts, a a galaxy. You know, there's kind of a solar system that's floating between her hands. Not a, a specific solar system, but just you know, kind of a symbolic solar system as a depiction of seemingly boundless ability to create. And women are given the opportunity to create life, right? (laughs) Amazing. So the mother creator for the Girl's Guide was really inspired by you showing us that our mother is the co-creator of the universe. And we think of the amazing power women have to create life, right? To carry a child, to create life. There's a lot of power and influence in that. And the mothers create a future generation. The impact of a mother who's really invested in raising their child, that can impact the world. There's a lot of really interesting interpretations of that. So why did you select maternal lineage for the boy's guide? What did you want boys to draw from that painting about the importance of their heavenly mother? Yeah, good question. I'm trying to remember what all of the options were that were presented to me. When she presented the options, though, I just remember that sticking out as something that I immediately imagined an image for. I think, you know, in our culture, a lot of times as boys, we are handed down a lineage that is very patriarchal. So it could be, you know, just our last names, for example or it could be priesthood lineage, right? And all of those things are strictly masculine in the Latter-day Saint culture. But how much of who we are comes from our mothers. And so the idea of celebrating a boy's maternal lineage, certainly as women, that's a lot of my women friends think about that a lot, that their their maternal lineage. But as boys, I think that is a, a really useful thing to maybe refocus our attention on and just bless and honor the names and the legacies of, you know, all of those matriarchs in our past. 
So that's interesting because a maternal lineage for boys, it's true. In the church culture, we really focus on the paternal lineage, the the lineage of the priesthood line, the lineage of our Heavenly Father, but we don't really focus on a maternal lineage. So this is really an interesting perspective for boys to recognize. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I'm just trying to think about lineages described in the scriptures and even in the Old Testament, there are several lineages as well. And and they focus primarily on the men. Every once in a while, a, a woman will make an appearance, you know, and it'll specifically talk about her if she gives birth to, you know, a lineage that is of, of significance in the scriptures. But, but we're really missing out, I think, in not having more record and more celebration of that maternal lineage. So yeah, it was really an honor and something enjoyable for me to consider in doing this painting for the boy's guide that encourages the celebration of the maternal lineage. Why do you think it's important to have, they started with the girl's guide and then the boy's guide was secondary. Why do you think it's so important to have a boy's guide to understanding Heavenly Mother? I think it's important for lots of reasons. I'm just trying to decide where to start. In our church, in our culture, boys don't think about that enough, maybe. Even when we look at, for example, maybe slightly unprepared here, but my understanding is that new young women's theme has been adjusted from, I'm a daughter of heavenly parents, or a daughter of a heavenly father, to I am a daughter of heavenly parents, which is laudable. I, I'm excited about that. And that's a great shift in focus, you know, that and focusing more on introducing Heavenly Mother into the picture. Yeah, I think that's great. On the flip side of that, I think the young men were also provided, again, I'm, I may be remembering incorrectly, but it seems like the young men were given a slogan or a theme, what, what would you call that, a, a statement as well. And it doesn't mention parents, you know, it's, it again focuses primarily on Heavenly Father. And so I think that's a little bit of maybe an oversight or just maybe sign or a, a symptom of maybe what our thinking has been for a long time, which is, you know, boys are taught to think about becoming men and to think about becoming priesthood holders and maybe hyper-focus on those duties without you know, perhaps celebrating the feminine and femininity as much as we could. So the Boys Guide, I think, maybe will hopefully plant in future generations, you know, along with other, and I, I don't, I'm not laying all of this responsibility or results on this one book, but I think it's just one of many efforts to bring more of a consciousness of and an appreciation of Heavenly Mother and the Divine Feminine into the minds of boys and men. It is a fantastic book. I've read it. And I love, they reference, you know, general authorities of the church. They reference the prophet. They reference, you know, the leaders of our church and supporting church doctrine, but recognizing the importance of the maternal lineage and the maternal influence of a Heavenly Mother. It's really well done. So, so let's talk about one of your most well-known paintings called The Breath of Life from the Dust, which you mentioned earlier. It was featured at the BYU Art Museum a few years ago. So what does that depict and what is the important role that Heavenly Mother plays in that painting? Yeah, good question. 
I talked about this a minute ago, but we are used to seeing the depiction of the creation by Michelangelo in the Sistine Chapel. That's kind of one of our main points of reference in terms of the imagery of the creation. And as Latter-day Saints, perhaps our second point of reference is the temple. And without getting into too much detail, I think it's basically it's covered in the scriptures as well. But the actual visual depictions are somewhat strictly masculine. I mean, Eve comes into the picture, yes, but the other people involved are, are men, essentially. And so if it's true, you know, that we're, as Genesis states, that God created man and women male and female, in the image of God. And if Elohim is plural and there's perhaps a feminine component of God, then it makes sense to have a depiction that also contains a feminine component of God. And so that's what I set out to do when I painted Breath of Life, which is similar to the temple depiction and to the Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel in that God in this painting is creating Adam from the dust. But God in this depiction of mine in my painting is not only a man, but there's a woman as well involved in this creation. And so Adam is in the foreground forming from particles and primordial soup. And then in the background, we have God the Father raising Michael or Adam from the dust, you know, next to him and behind him, above him, overseeing this process is a very powerful female figure representing Heavenly Mother. And I think, you know, for me, it seems like a more complete or a more equitable depiction of the creation. This was the painting that was exhibited in that BYU exhibit, the BYU Museum of Art exhibit. And I was honored because they placed it front and center of the, you know, the whole exhibit. When people walked in, you know, they saw the letterhead of the exhibit and right there front and center was my painting. And I felt like this was a kind of a beautiful moment for such a prominent placement of a depiction of Heavenly Mother. Um, on BYU campus in art promoted by the church's university in Provo. So, yeah, that's those are kind of my thoughts surrounding the breath of life. I'm working on a companion piece, which is the creation of Eve, in which God will again be represented by the masculine and the feminine. In this case, a heavenly mother figure will be more, will take the place of the father figure in that the, the mother figure will be the more hands-on creator while the father is more in the background overseeing the process of creation. And I love that that's just another nod to the importance of Heavenly Mother, that your painting was featured front and center at a church university endorsed by church leaders. So they were very comfortable with Heavenly Mother being showcased at an art museum like that, and to have people notice her involvement as a co-creator. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know specifically what endorsements and approvals were involved, but I think that it at least didn't get taken down or canceled. <laughs> so there's some element, uh, I assume, of approval and appreciation for it. And actually, I'm trying to think who I talked to about that image. 
I know I talked to Sister Ukdorf, and she expressed an appreciation for it. It's a really powerful painting. And for those of you listening, you should go and Google it on Google Images, The Breath of Life from the Dust by J. Kirk Richards, and look at it. And the depiction, now that he has described it, and what his intention was behind it. And it's a powerful image. And to be featured at the very beginning of a big exhibit at BYU, I'm sure there's a lot of time spent deciding on what image will be the first image people see. And I think that's just incredible tribute to your work and the importance of Heavenly Mother. So how has your relationship with Heavenly Mother grown as you have painted her? Well, I think a lot more about, you know, as I get older, I think more about how much women do. I think a lot more about the power of women. It makes me a lot more humble about my own place and position in the grand scheme of things. It makes me more appreciative of my wife and my mother, you know, my five sisters that I grew up with, uh, you know, all of the, the amazing women around me. And it also makes me just think about God, you know, who is God and what does it mean for me to be a son of God? And I think that increasingly believe that Heavenly Mother is central to that. As I relate to God, I'm relating to both a father and a mother. I don't know if I'm getting exactly at what you're asking. But... I mean, how can you not kind of feel a stronger connection to this Heavenly Mother that you're portraying for the world to look at? You know, I mean, your art is seen around the world. And so to have that opportunity to depict a heavenly mother, what an incredible opportunity to draw closer to her through your painting. I mean, how can you not draw closer to someone that you're just constantly thinking about as a subject in one of your paintings and a primary subject in your painting? It's amazing. You are so talented. Oh my gosh. I wish I could afford one of your original paintings. (laughs) Because I love that one, The Breath of Life from the Dust. I love that. Um, And I did see that at BYU years ago. It's a powerful image. In May, you will be a contributing artist for Heavenly Mother, that exhibit that's coming out in Provo, Utah, with all the artists who contributed to the Boys and Girls Guide to Heavenly Mother book series. So look for that. That's in May. It's down on Center Street. Uh, Do you want to share anything about that? I assume that that will be at Writ and Vision, which is... Yes, it will be there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 274 West Center Street. I have it memorized because I'm there a lot. But yeah, I think it's been exciting to see that a lot of artists have taken up this task, including probably a larger percentage of women than, than men over in the interim years since my Breath of Life painting. I've, I've seen a number of artists approaching this theme. And so it'll be fun to see a collection of those works by so many different artists in, in this show in May. And another you know, great opportunity for all these, are they mostly members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the artists that are participating? I believe that's right. I guess they're all part of our community. You know, Whatever their status might be, they're all part of our community. And, and so I think the answer is yes. Either way, they're family to me and to MacArthur. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to interview with me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I loved hearing your personal perspective on what motivated you to 
focus on Heavenly Mother and what motivated you to create these different artworks that are being featured in different places now and and how exciting it is to see Heavenly Mother kind of come out from the obscure and be featured in our culture. I think, you know, BYU, that is a definite indication that the brethren are comfortable with her being spoken about and discussed and viewed as a co-creator. And I think that's a very progressive thing for the church to be doing right now. And, and really great for me as a member of the church my whole life and a very active member of the church. I'm a temple worker. I'm a Relief Society president. I mean, I'm very invested in the church and I've never really thought about Heavenly Mother until I started thinking about this podcast and and now, you know, doing all this research, looking at all this artwork, reading these books, it's made me realize how exciting that I have a Heavenly Mother that I can get to know better. Grateful for that opportunity and to be able to speak with you today. Well, it was a pleasure for me, Mary Alice. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Take care. And I want to thank you for listening to the What Now podcast. We encourage you to share this episode with family, friends, and anyone you think it might help. Simply click on that share button wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Just follow the link on our Instagram bio at podcastwhatnow. That's at podcastwhatnow for a tutorial on how to leave an iTunes review and comment. We read all your comments and it really helps us to grow. We never say goodbye. We say what now? Find out by tuning into our next episode. This has been a What Now podcast production.